me today, friends of my show, and um, they, I've had both of them on separately before, but I've never had them on together. And I have with me the Concilla twins, uh, Philip and Ronnie. They're the hosts of the Twin Souls podcast on the UK Paranormal Network. Now, they've also both written books. Um, Ronnie's is The Digital Demon, Countdown to Disaster, and Phillips is You, the Public Deceived, the USO Grand Deception. And together, they have a, a very unique and great perspective on ufology. But we're going to talk about everything today from ufology to censoring to everything that's going on in the world and see if we can put together and see what they're working on as far as upcoming projects and stuff like that. But uh, I want to welcome them to the show and welcome them to have a happy holidays. Ronnie and Philip, hi, how are you? Hello, Robert, Hello. and this is Philip, and uh, nice to see you, and happy holidays to you. <laughs> yeah, thank uh, you guys both for coming on. Hi, Ronnie, how are you? Very well, thank you, Robert. Again, happy holidays to you, and it's great to be back on. <laughs> yeah, I heard you guys, thank you, I heard you guys interview on Coast to Coast a couple months ago, and I thought it would be good to get you guys on the show again and talk about some stuff that you guys are working on or maybe what, what you're doing with your podcast, because... It, uh, it sounds pretty interesting, the Twin Souls podcast. You guys interview people like me, right? Yes, yeah, we have a we have a lot of guests that come on, and we're always like yourself interested within their ideas or their research, or if they're witnesses, or even if they've got something very interesting to say. Because as Ronnie and I both know, as yourself, that we're all important components, no matter who you are, where you come from, what kind of lifestyle you have. Uh, I think it's amazing that we can bring people together, and and I think that this is the important part forward in in trying to ascertain and understand what we are dealing with um, you know and I, and I think it's very it's wonderful we love it and we're very honored for the opportunity from both uh, Irene Allen Block and Mark Johnson from the US of A Mark Johnson is he they both gave us the opportunity to do this and we've done it for a few years now that's amazing um, and what have you been covering recently like if you don't mind me asking like what, what kind of guests have you been having on like this has just been a wide array or have you covered more than because I'll tell you from my my end you know it seemed like I was covering a lot of guests it, it seems like it comes in batches like I was covering a lot of guests dealing with like simulation theory and program reality and mm -hmm. now I'm back on to ufology and uh I love both those topics. Um, do, do you seem like you get guests that cover similar topics and in, in bunches like like that? And it's yeah, yeah. I mean, we we had Dr. Irina Scott on recently. She's a scientist, and she's a lovely, lovely lady, author of many books uh, regarding the Pascagoula case, which Philip Mantle, the uh, celebrated and wonderful. British ufologist, we all know Philip Mantle, uh, is instrumental in having uh, brought to the fore. So I think our trend is still more or less with the UFOs generally. Um, do you know, it makes me laugh, Robert, this, this is wonderful. You know, no matter how much we research it, no matter how much opinion that comes across, <coughs> we're left with a blank page. <laughs> but yeah, it's good, no, it's good I, I agree. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough to figure something out, especially with the doctors. I talked to Dr. Scott, too. And then I actually even got to talk to Calvin himself. And I, yeah. I, I can't draw heads or tails from that abduction. All I can say is that it really happened. You know, yes. it's and, and, and from talking to be able to talk to Irina and Calvin, because Irina went and talked to the additional witnesses that say they've been abducted and stuff like that. And she put so much together with that book like it's very interesting and like yeah. I, I don't think i could ever lose interest in that case like 
It's so, I mean, at the end of the day, what are your thoughts on that case? Well, do you know, I believe it happened and totally respect to Calvin Parker and the late Charles Hickson and Dr. Una Scott and, of course, our mentor, Philip Mantle, um, who's been very good to me and Morold um, here in England, a, a wonderful asset to the UFO community. I think what's interesting is that the subject matter, although sometimes you feel like you're going off track sometimes because of the varied beliefs and uh, structured um, theoretical ideas, um, and the way I've looked at it, the, the, the way that my research is going with regards to what I've been looking at is that um, very much into the quantum realm of reality, and this is something that we spoke to Dr. Irina Scott about, and she's very interested in that. So I think, as I said before, and uh, you know, I'm working on two new projects at the moment, two new books, two separate books. They're on you. UFOs, both of them. And I will be covering uh, a lot more in terms of the theoretical dynamics uh, with what we may be dealing with. Um, so, uh, you know, don't worry. Sometimes we get pulled and pushed and all over the place. And sometimes we're left to wonder, well, you know, sometimes some people can't deal with it because uh, there's too much of it and you can't put the pieces together. And this overwhelms human consciousness. But as long as you're aware that you, you know, it's real, which it is. And my brother and I both know that because we've seen them up close range, very close range and had some experiences on a personal level that we're still trying to work out. So I totally understand. So you get some people that come in with some really amazing ideas and some ideas that stretch beyond the boundaries of belief. Um, but there again, we have to be respectful of that. Yes, this, uh, I'm interested more, more interested, Robert, in where they actually come from and, and what they are. Now, you will have some people who are tunnel visioned and say categorically, categorically, they are from the future. We, I'm not denouncing that. This is one aspect of it. I'm not denouncing time travel. The problem I have with time travel, and I must make it clear, is that time is a construct. We've created time. Time is a man-made creation. It's a measurement. It's not corporeal. It is ethereal. It doesn't have any substance. So when people talk about a time machine, in all due respect, how on earth can a time machine of sorts travel to something that doesn't exist? You see, again, we look at time as being linear. You, know, you have the past, present, the future. Everything is based in the now. The universe does not pander to time. It doesn't, it's not based on time. We have created that. So when they suggest that, you know, if you travel the, the speed of a sunbeam, you cheat time, well, no. That a simple uh, explanation of that is the Concorde. When we develop that, that can travel the speed of a bullet. When that made its maiden voyage from here to New York, it took four hours. It wasn't cheating time. All it was doing was traveling faster. So when they're talking about people from the future, I have a hard time trying to gauge whether that's possible. Or not. I'm not denouncing it. I am not. I'm just trying to find out or figure out, like perhaps all or, or, or everyone else, is how they would do such a thing. That makes mm -hmm. sense. And it makes sense that time isn't something scientific. It's, it's exactly like you said, it's something that we made up. That's but, right. Yes. Uh, so do you think that, it, um, it, and I want to ask you, Philip, about the quantum level as well, but as far as time, do you think that we could be experiencing everything at once, like our younger life, our older life, and our now? Do you think we're all one consciousness? Do you think, mm -hmm. like, that's a little bit deep, but, like, that's, well, like... 
I understand the, the question because this is why a lot of my research has led me into consciousness. And of course, we have to go into uncomfortable territory when we're dealing with the UAPs or UFOs. Uh, you know, it's a more the more technical and scientific acronym now is the UAPs to give them more of a scientific basis to their existence. Um, but consciousness. Now, this is why I think and feel there's a much bigger aspect that connects with the UFO field of <laughs> investigations because we as human beings believe that we live we exist and then we die and you know when we're dealing with psychic elements and this is something that <clears throat> excuse me i had published back in 1996 in an article that dealt with the theoretical aspects of the the grays and the dangers of cloning and, and all this type of thing um, what i'm saying here is that if we look at memory our memories we're recording our experiences from birth to death but the memories, I believe, are important for this voyage, this journey, this very brief journey, this interlude of existence in this physical matrix. So I do I do believe that, you know, to some extent that these uh, ultra terrestrials, extraterrestrials, interdimensionals are very much interested in what makes us tick and about us as humans and memories and experiences. So on the other side, when we die, and yes, there is another element to the research with life after death, consciousness, um, there is no time. We, we understand through the research that I've done is that, uh, you know, time, there is no time. Time no longer exists. And yet we're walking through a time-based universe that Ronnie was right, but we've created time, although we have we have we have to have some kind of measurements in order to yes. to connect with with what's going on, because that's how we, as humans we measure things. But I believe that yes, that we when we pass over to what we call the other side, our consciousness separates from its limited housing, its vehicle, and it surrenders itself to that timeless, spaceless state. And what's interesting is in the abduction scenario that people lose time as well too there is a sense of no time and this may also uh, give us a clue that perhaps the, the individual themselves are taking outside our time space continuum and into wow. another area and then brought back and this could be the reason why the processing of memory is not all clear um so th this is areas and a lot a lot more areas of research that i've been looking into to work out that we're not just looking robert at one facet here the ufos and the aliens i think there is a multi-dimensional connections here that we have to go into <laughs> uncomfortable territory and and you know as if we haven't gone beyond that point already we need to go further so this is generally where i'm looking at things yeah this is amazing stuff. This is this is really amazing. Like the fact that, that you said that you made a good point there that when they get abducted, they lose time. They're going out of that side of our time space continuum. Yes. Yes. And that that makes so much sense. Um, I talked I talked to a lady who's uh, about near death experiences and she interviewed experiencers who had near death experiences and they've seen extraterrestrials yes. in the near death experience. That's yes. weird because a well, lot of near death experiences, they'll just see the tunnel. But yeah. I'll tell you who it was. Her name was Cheryl Gottschall from Australia. And she she's in, actually interviewed people where they've actually seen extraterrestrials in the oh, NDE. Yeah. Have yes. you heard of this, too? Yeah, I wrote about this back in 1996. It was called Spirits in a Material World. It was published in Alien Encounters magazine, a big magazine um, back then. And uh, they called it a revolutionary within its theoretical content. But now, of course, people can, you know, that we're coming more into the psychic element. Absolutely. This is where my research has been taking me, because if you look at the abduction phenomena, 
um, and how that's achieved, namely through what we call the greys, um, it, it mirrors the near-death experience to, to an extent where one is positive and one is negative. The near-death experience heralds memories that are recalled straight away. The abduction, in a lot of 98% of cases, they can't recall it. So we're looking at something, obviously, that operates on an interdimensional level of reality and then comes in and goes out very quickly. And, of course, as you know, in my other works and uh, projects, that, that I've been arguing this for a very long time, that we're not just dealing with the spaceman hypothesis. Hypothesis. Um, I know that Ronnie Ronnie's worked on his theories. Yeah, different ideas. Yeah, I mean, with what what caused me to write to investigate this uh, seriously, you know, without having any nonsense, because there is, let's be honest, there's a lot of nonsense out there. But seriously, was the fact that if the Roswell ship had crashed in 1947, which I believe it did, something happened there, something significant. If it did, I found it. Uh, this was some years ago, very hard to believe that a ship from that had crossed the barriers, the interstellar um, cosmic cosmos, you know, to a crash land on Earth. It's very hard to believe. And I actually worked out or wondered if that if it did happen, which I believe it did, if that ship was actually stage managed, it was deliberately brought down. It didn't come from outer space. It was probably interdimensional that it was deliberately ploughed into the ground the pilots were uh, genetically created or uh, living robots I mean an intelligence if they're so advanced they can produce or manufacture little men to act as their eyes and ears much more advanced than us at the moment because we have probes with wheels uh, but it, it, it crossed my mind that this might be have staged managed you know and I published this before Jack Fallet a brilliant man came out with his trinity two months later who he suggested another incident might well have been a gift so we are thinking along similar lines because there are a number of crashes the thing that i stated in my book the digital demon is the fact that there were a number of crashes and is it possible that the sources had to look slightly different along with the bodies where they could manage be manufactured um, ultimately they could do that so that as not to raise eyebrows with the military who collect them and why they were crashed is quite possible that it was perhaps to gain some kind of technological advantage this is worrying if the if this is true because this is to do with the ufo hypothesis is that are they leading us down the garden path are we being pushed into an area they want us to be hence you know the digital age a cybernetic future we don't know it's very worrying but intriguing all the same this is only hypothesis mm -hmm. it's only suggestion it's not cemented mm -hmm. if that were the case mm -hmm. well it makes me think of two questions it makes me think do you think that the greys want us to merge with ai and because i just had a woman on the show about you know um spirituality versus ai you know merge those of us mm -hmm. who want to stay spiritual and believe that there might be a creator or source and then the others who want to merge with technology to elongate their lives. And we and I want to get you guys opinion on that. But then I also want to ask you, who do you think is behind the graves? Do you think it's the Nordics, the reptilians? Do you think these races exist? What do you think we can verify that exists? Like, well, in all, in answer, in in answer, if I may answer, although I, I have no idea, we can only use theoretical content to to reply to these statements, and it's our own ideas, and you know, you get attacked for even having an idea today. Um, but with regards to the AI, yes, I think that what we're seeing now within our society is very, very 
frightening because we are turning into cyborgs. I mean, let's face it, all of us, we're all guilty of carrying a phone and we're all guilty of, you know, mesmerized by what's on the screen and, and the emotional content is being separated. People are becoming less tolerable of one another. And I believe that what's happening is that um, empathy and emotions are being stripped. Now, the greys themselves, I mean, this is the multi-million dollar question, something the arc of all, uh, the arc of the covenant in terms of truth and revelation, uh, you know, like many other brilliant and esteemed researchers that we are very honoured to be uh, connected with, we've all been looking for this answer about what the greys are. There is one thing that we we are absolutely sure of. I think it's quite black and white. They elude us. They're very elusive. They come in like shadows across the walls. They're able to come in and go out very quickly. And they keep their program uh, very secret, whatever <laughs> program that is. And we've gone into all of that. But there is the question as well as whether or not they are cybernetic, um, whether or not they are clones, whether or not they are people from the future, or whether or not they are from another planet, whether interdimensional or terrestrial, it goes on. But there are telltale signs that, that informed me back in 1996 through a revelation that we may be seeing some representation of a clone species. And as I've argued before in my other books, uh, most notably in the new one, uh, You, the Public Deceived, is that the greys are interested in reproduction, human reproduction. And as I've argued, isn't that strange for species that themselves, we understand, cannot reproduce? It's almost like they want to create a new genus. And maybe they have lost themselves to AI. And this is why they're coming back wherever they're from to reclaim their the true essence of what they have once been, like the phoenix rising from the ashes, from, from death to a rebirth. So, but I, I, I agree absolutely that we are turning into machines. I, I would like to add that what's behind them, we can't say. I mean, it, it's possible. I even speculated in the book, The Digital Demon, is it possible that they are the dead? That they mm -hmm. have been offered retribution mm -hmm. because yes. they do look embryonic. It's only, again, a hypothesis, you know. But if it's good, do you know what I love about this? Is we can put it, we can lay it all out on the table because, you know, to try and find out, it's got to be one of them, isn't it? It's got to be outer space, time travellers. I know I've questioned time, but I'm right to do so. Any fool would, wouldn't, you know, um, whether they're from underwater, underground, interdimensional, um, the dead, it's got to be one of them. I think when that narrows the field down, Mm -hmm. interdimensional as well now they are obviously a higher power what's behind them i cannot say but it, it it's almost the research philip and i have done it's almost as if they're they are in a way robotic they there's no emotion there's no feeling and there's no empathy nothing you know they so it, it wouldn't surprise me that is it possible we haven't seen their creators as i suggested earlier that we create probes to act as our eyes and ears to go to Mars, something, if it is vastly superior to us, could easily make little men to travel here and act as their agents, you know, it's... And, yeah, and also on that note, very briefly here, our universe, I mean, if we look at our universe, it's still puzzling every cosmologist on this planet. Um, we don't know if it has an end or if there is no end to it. We don't know if there are spatial levels to it that go into other dimensions. Now, what's interesting is that, the, you know, most uh, astronomers, uh, sorry, astro astronomers, <laughs> astrologists and all that type of thing, when they've been looking into the universe, astrophysicists, um, 
is that the composition of the universe might be very interesting because life may have evolved very differently from the way that we evolved on a three-dimensional level of reality. It could be that some other species may have evolved very differently from us and that on some level they are interested in where we come from and what was behind us. So, you know, we understand that space, although we all think of space, this is like it's just a blackness. I'll give you another example. I used to believe that when I was a kid that if I was to jump off the top of the world and if I dropped would I keep dropping would I go on forever or would I come back onto the top of the world <laughs> Ten that makes sense that makes me ask do you think we're in a computer program uh, are we, are we, like we're in a, a holographic universe like Michael Talbot says like it, it makes sense like we might be in some kind of program reality and the greys are some kind of construct that exists outside that reality and they're coming in and that's why they do medical exams to see exactly. how we're that's performing right. in this matrix yes. what do you think yeah and yeah. why not why not no go ahead Bonnie. well i mean as, as, as we said anything is possible that's an interesting hypothesis uh you know a, a, a simulation I mean, we have them now, don't we, with computers. We're living VR worlds, aren't we? Yeah. Virtual reality worlds, and they're wonderful. So I don't see any reason why not. I would not. I, I, the one thing about Philip and I is we never negate anything. We're open to anything and everything, and that's the good thing about it. But very interesting, yes? I, yeah. I think also that the human brain, if you think about this, the the brain itself is merely a receiver transmitter, as, as we know. And most people negate their... their their belief systems by closing down that field, narrow field of consciousness or they, they've got a wide field of awareness. So I believe that, you know, like your mobile phone, if I give an example to you here, you've got the physical hardware and you've got the software that you can't see. You can't see that software. And, yet, right? and that software is connected to your hardware and no matter what happens to the hardware the signal is indestructible now you say about simulation or holographic nature of reality i absolutely totally will say yes it's a possibility because it could be that when we're born into this matrix that the brain itself is literally a blueprint to make us aware that this is what we're seeing because if people are people are being abducted i'm sorry i don't mean to say the word if when people because i know that's a reality when people are being abducted it is possible that they are actually being taken outside as i said of our three-dimensional reality and into another one where there's a timeless spaceless domain so why not i mean that 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 point also is very interesting to speculate and you know it, it and we've heard this before and you know i always thought you know is it all in here and when we pass over there's the real world you know this is the way i see it <laughs> yeah and if you look at cases of like near-death experiences like you said like you wrote about them like a mm. lot of people experience going through a tunnel and then mm. they they see like their relatives that have passed oh yeah i wonder if that's just something that like a construct that like but you know but, but there have been people who have seen um extraterrestrials so it, it it seems like that when we die it's a different frequency you know then and i've talked to somebody a psychic about this and he has a book called the afterlife frequency and i think that there's a frequency that when we die we we're we switch to that frequency and the grays might be on a similar frequency to that 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 does that make sense is that what you're trying to say yeah i mean when we're born i mean i question this about evolution you know, if we are continual, and I have written about this in my books, if we are continual, we, we recycle, we incarnate, 
I said, well, what about the cavemen? You know, we, we go back to the cavemen. I suggested this. I published it in 2010 in my book, Twin Souls, published by Cattle Ban. What about the cavemen? And an answer came to me. And it was quite crude, but it did make sense that we had to evolve. Something had to kickstart evolution, snowball it to begin us as primates to primitives to then develop as the beings we are now, there's there was a cost. So what would the, the caveman's idea of heaven be? He wouldn't have one because he wouldn't understand what heaven was. But I gather the souls for that would be stripped of any knowledge of their inheritance, their natural, and sacrifice themselves. This is what I mean to come down to help form, to evolve this world under us. I mean, you know, you, you go on and on with questions like that's the only logical thing I could come up with. And also, if we are eternal in a timeless uh, um, dimension, heaven, as we'll call it, why is it we can't remember anything? And another thing came to me about that, because when we're born, we have to learn the language, we have to uh, understand what hot and cold is, you know, taste, uh, uh, love and all that, all those attributes we have. So it struck me that if we were armed with the knowledge that we are immortal, if we definitely knew and we were sent down here to help whatever we're doing on the earth plane, in a bad day, you wouldn't hesitate putting a gun to your head and yeah. shooting yourself. And imagine that on a global scale, it would be a right mess. Uh, nothing will be accomplished. You know, think, oh, yeah. to hell with this. I'm not going to You see what I mean? So it does seem to make some kind of sense about us being stripped of any um, knowledge uh, while we're down here or, or when we're born here so that we so, start afresh. Do you think we've had many lives then? Yes. Do you agree with that notion? Yeah. That I, I, why not? Because the thing, the way I see it is that we see things on a very human level and we believe that the other side is very human. Uh, but remember that consciousness is only affixed with a small amount of time on this plane of reality. And even if for those who don't believe in life after death, well, they don't seem to complain, uh, complain when they pass over. Now, it could be that we could have evolved into other species. I mean, you know, we have a lot of history on the Pleiades and the, the other, the Syrians and all the other star systems and people poo-poo them. But if you go into ancient Andavillian cultures, and especially with certain researchers, there is every reason to speculate that perhaps we are souls from other star systems of reality and that those star systems of reality are able to come in to check up on you in this life. Now, interestingly, it's important that we come into this existence with no memory of where we've been been before but these now we understand through quantum levels of of uh, regression can be accessed by a fully trained you know regressionist or it could come memories could come naturally through our evolution and remember i believe myself that the reason that we're here is to record an experience that when we pass over that experience is fed back into the core of the matrix or the godhead or the pure consciousness and perhaps other souls over there that we are building and expanding upon this process of creation of reality so you know i i think that this is like a, the earth plane is like a stepping ground a, a it's a very harsh plane to come into and believe you me both my brother and I will be receiving our refunds when I cross over because I'll tell them I, I don't think I want to go back down there. I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people will test that. I think, excuse me, I think overall, I think a lot of us are going through that, you know? Because <laughs> we have to deal with death and people getting sick and like, mm, it's yeah. just an on, a nonstop, like every single day it seems like something like you know and I, I totally agree I, and i wonder why 
we and I wonder. I'm like, if this is eternal, why did I sign up for this? You know, <laughs> you know, why did I yes. come down here to experience this? Because it's just so crazy, right? Yeah, I bet you know. I think there's some hope. I think for all of us, because it, yeah. we're lucky. I think okay. for Ronnie, myself, and many other people to have experienced these things at close range, um, very close range, and it tells us ultimately because Ronnie and I are black and white. We we know nonsense. Um, well, it tells us that there is hope because there is more to our existence. There is more out there than the system that we serve has told us there is not, and we know that they're lying. Um, you know, they have lied to us. They've lied to all of us, not only about life after death and forget the media interpretation, which is controlled. And of course, we have to be very careful what we mention on these uh, programs um, because you don't want to be censored or disrupted because the system that we serve wants everything to follow the official narrative. And it wants us to be dumbed down, you know, television watching, uh, you know, Idiots, I'm sorry, but a lot of people, you know, all the people are brilliant people. I think, you know, that they are beginning to realize that we've all been had, um, and that these corrupt individuals who govern or so-called govern society are the fat cats. Um, and they'll do everything they can to destroy you. I mean, they'll bring you down. They will. They'll do everything they can. But at the end of the day, be very careful with how they do it, because they are answerable to their soul, to their consciousness, to their light. Uh, at the end of the day. Do so, they have a soul? I don't know. Maybe they're the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> they seem quite soulless while they're down here. Some of them, they're monsters. Yeah, but in fact, they put the worst things up there to shame. But they? the crazy thing is, is that we're all connected by the same source of energy. You have different um, mobile network systems. You've got the Nokia, you've got the iPhone. And as humans, we come in many guises. Uh, but consciousness is the same. It's just a signal that's recording a unique experience through that mechanism, the biological mechanism. So, you know, when people are, are, are rowing and arguing and shouting and they have indifference with one another, they've got to understand that at the end of the day, the core essence of what we represent is very similar to everyone else and everything else. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about, see if you guys knew about this, because I'm sure you've, you've come across it interviewing people. Like, I think they did it with the Tavistock company in your country, and then they did it with the CIA, did it with the MK Ultra here, and I'm talking oh, about yes. mind, mind control. Oh, yes, yes. What, what what do you I don't know much about it. Like do you have you got into this subject at all? Like I I personally haven't. I'm not too well educated to or talk about that, I'm afraid, Robert. I I have had more involvement with the remote viewing side of things and with regards to the um the mk ultra programs the you know that uh, was, was something called trance america or something a lady had written i've got her book somewhere i read it years ago um but the thing is though that i think that you know that's that's kind of a heavy subject to go into but there again you see the greys are able perhaps to you know wipe our memories or they could ostensibly connect inside our consciousness they have, have access inside they us well yeah. also for them to come in because you know if they're operating on a different level of reality like the signals to a mobile phone network system, they can connect with your signaling. And who's to say that they aren't able to rifle through your memories and experiences? Because, you know, when if you were to go back to a child when you were at Christmas, you open your present in memory. If you went back there in, in, in real time, it would be so amazing to you. And perhaps these species 
whatever they are, wherever they come from, because we can only use theoretical content here, is that they are absolutely incredulous at the emotions, the feelings that we have of wonderment, of love, surprise, of, of all these things that make us what we are. And that's why we go back to the question and dangers of the technological revolution where we will we will become ostensibly cybernetized, cybertized. I can't forget the yes. word. <laughs> I mean, this, this, the whole thing is so muddied. I mean, we had in the 50s, we discussed before, didn't we, Robert, about the, the abductees who were warned about the threat of nuclear uh, and atomic vents on it, uh, uh, war. And they, they kept harping on about this, but they did nothing to intervene. If it was that crucial, if, since they're of technological clout, they could have done it themselves, just nullify them. And then you get people saying they've done it. They haven't done it. They haven't done it permanently. They said they switched a few on and they come back on. They, If they were so concerned, they would switch them off. We build more. They do it again. We don't know what's going on. We can't build them. They've won. You see, and then you get to this stage where people are saying that the aliens are teachers. They're teaching them about things. I don't buy it. Before we come to any of that, we have to understand or try to form a picture of what we're actually dealing with. And that is very, very difficult. The trouble with this is it, it, it can't be measured. Anyone can say, have a field day and say anything and everything. The good thing with me is, is that I've started working with or I've been working with CGI for about seven years now. I use digital art. So when I actually do see the horrendous amounts of alleged ufo encounters mm -hmm. you can tell i can tell more or less what is fake and what isn't uh you know these little elements it's like sherlock holmes isn't it when you're trying to work out first if there are spaceships arriving you have to go you have to sift through all this pool of nonsense where i remembered one case years ago they put these boomerangs flying over the sea well and they were uh, stating that these ships were real. Well, first of all, they were huge and there were people in the ocean. You have to act a little bit like Sherlock Holmes, although it was fictitious. Sherlock Holmes is elementary. Well, the people in the sea weren't even looking up. They weren't yeah. even looking up. They were just busy throwing balls and having a great time. And these things are coming over. No one's looking up. One of them would have seen it to alert all of them. And I actually made the grave mistake of putting a comment on there saying this is cgi you do realize this is cgi one the ships looked absolutely terrible you uh, i mean i could tell and then i was attacked for actually making this opinion i was attacked how dare you you know how dare you who do you think you are how can you prove this is fake and i said well how can you prove it's genuine you see you're at loggerheads all the time with this so in order to try and as i said form this picture of what we're dealing with you've got to you've got to sift through all that nonsense first and my god are you attacked for it my god i was i've been attacked no end of times and this thing what i've learned with this subject as dignified as you try and be you will be hated and attacked by others it's also an egotism part of it i've noticed with some other people with this subject especially when it comes to books or credentials is that if you outshine them you become public enemy number one so you have to be careful i haven't outshone anyone but they might see you as a threat so you've got all these obstacles to try and overcome before I you can actually get to the crux of what we're dealing with it's us yeah. it, 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 i know exactly what you're saying like it, the community could be more supportive and and i and I, I deal with a lot of people that are great in the community but i think i know what you're saying like you know, there could be like, for example, I have a podcast. I could have podcast competitors who think maybe I'm doing too well. So they look at that as like a possible threat when they should be their commute in the community. Like, 
we could all help each other because we're all in it together to try to succeed. And I, I totally agree with that. And then not only do that, but like you said, they also put out fake, a lot of fake stuff and they put out a lot of disinformation and a lot of psyops that may, that throw us off. Like, like we don't know how deep the secret space program is. And I don't even know if you guys have touched on that, but oh, like, yes. but it's like, I know it exists, but I'm not sure how deep it goes. And I think a no. lot of these like cases are, are psyops or, disinformation so we get looking the other way when we should be looking a certain way. What are your thoughts? I think that we are uh, and we deal with uh, the, as the truth uh, the way that we see it. And, uh, you know, I know that we walk on very, very dangerous grounds because we have to be very careful when listening and understanding other people's claims and of what they've uh, experienced. Now, Luckily, Ronnie and I, along with many other uh, wonderful uh, researchers, keep our feet firmly on the ground. We're trying to deal with the main issue of the UFO UAP phenomena and the abduction phenomena. Now, there is no question that there are patterns and we know the original true cases against those where, you know, most people do fabricate their evidence and want the sensationalism and all the rest of it. Well, that's normal. That, that happens in all walks of life. But when it comes to those other areas, um, you know, we have to be very cautious because we deal primarily, my, my understanding is of the abduction, the greys, partly the reptilians, although I'm not an expert on them, but neither am I in any of it, but, um, but the greys and the UFOs, which are fascinating, and, and the process of the abduction, because it does have patterns. Now, a lot of people have got some books out there, and uh, a lot of them deal with a lot of these uh, experiences beyond the earth and all these secret programs going on. Well, you know, anyone can claim anything, can say anything, and if you say that you are working for the military, well, I mean, you're believed beyond on measure. You know, my brother and I, back in on the 8th of June 1998, uh, Rendlesham Forest had an experience with a craft. Now, now we're not these people that are saying, oh, look, you're not, no one's listening to us. They didn't want to know. All they wanted to know about was the 1980 event because we are, you know, Joe Bloggs. We're not military officials. We have no clout. So within the grand scheme of ufology, um, you know, where you have to earn your stripes by being honest and respectful and, you know, and, you know, bringing something to the table, it is very difficult because it's like sifting through a barrage of, 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 uh, oh, difficulty. <laughs> your, you, your question was about a, a secret space force. I don't see any reason why not, Robert. I think it's quite possible because at these uh, uh, governmental, uh, these uh, military institutions, they might well be testing technology that was way beyond what we can imagine. Yes. Why not? You know, if they have the, the black budget to do so, it's quite possible that they are or have created some kind of space force uh, much more advanced than the shuttles and the probes we're, we're, we're actually shown, uh, uh, you know, on the programs. They might have something much more fantastic. So it, it doesn't surprise me that they may possibly do have mm -hmm. a, a some kind of, uh, I, I, I actually believe that's true. Yes, they would have some kind of arc in space, some station that we have seen, or a base on the moon. I mean, it's funny how they never went back there, isn't it? They're planning on it now, you know, to send man. So we've been told. So we've been told. But we is it possible know. that they have actually made some bases on there or Mars, you know? I know we're shown Elon Musk's attempts to reach there, but these are commercial um, pursuits. The the ones you're talking about are military, so they will be super secret. I don't see any reason why not. 
But yeah, I still you, think the, yeah. the military is like 30 years ahead of us, I think. They, but from what they tell us about, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to discern. You I know? don't know. I don't know about, you know, all these space cadets and, and all this type of thing. And then we get into really deep waters with people saying that one minute they're here and the next minute they're halfway across the galaxy fighting reptilians. Oh, no. um, I, I, I'm not sure. So this is deep terror. This is territory that's yeah. so deep that I have a hard time at this moment in, in accepting or embracing. I, I'm just trying to deal with the, the like many other good the researchers into this problem this side. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be possible and we have to be open-minded about this, that uh, the, the moon landings did happen, just giving one example, but they, there was a pre-recording to uh, show the public while they had access to the real stuff. We don't know. I mean, we, we've got to you know, think about that, that maybe that uh, there are certain things that occurred that the public are not told about. And that just categorically proves, doesn't it? We, we live by a system which we're told tells us the truth and that we, found out, we find out that it's lied and it continues to lie. So, so there's every reason to speculate. There's a lot more to the space program, perhaps, than what we've been led to believe. I mean, at yeah. least let's keep that door open. I, I would like to keep that door open there. You mentioned the reptilians. Do you think they have something to do with the greys? And what do you think of the mantids? Do you think the mantids exist too? I mean, it's not provable, but just to say, to speculate, do you think it's... the Nordics exist, or are these all made up, or what? Is... No, I, 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 I don't. I can't answer that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I will say that the reptilians are real, um, because of the research I've done into them, and from the reputable people who have seen them, they are reality. Absolutely, what they are, we can't say. I mean, are they above the greys? I don't know. I can't answer the mantids. I've heard of them. I've not looked really into them, so I can't answer uh, for them. But certainly the reptilians, I've done some research into, I believe in them. But their connection with the greys, I don't know. I'm afraid I have no idea. Well, I yeah. do believe in the reptilians because, um, you know, one, I've seen three of them uh, when I had an experience back in 1989 that I won't go into. And of course, the publishers that published my first UFO book many years ago, extracted that from the book because he felt that no one would make any parallels towards the greys and the the reptilians but there was a case and philip mantle is re-releasing a a book an old book that was published by another publishing company sky crash throughout time that dealt with rendlesham and the research of brenda butler and she had an amazing experience with a guy called David Daniels. And this David Daniels was a reptilian and had infiltrated not not just anyone, he infiltrated the lords, military officials. And so I agree. And I believe in the Orions. I believe in the Syrians. The only thing that is difficult is that they don't exactly, you know, they're not, they're camera shy a lot of the time. They don't like, you know, being around us. And this is, I think they, maybe this is, purposefully done um in terms of conceding their reality um but you know the greys themselves are one species that i think are very far removed from say the syrians or the pleiades um, because they are one of their own they're secretive and i'm not saying the others aren't but you know we have to be careful because anyone can claim anything yeah um, but dealing I with agree. the data and the the information as as accounts as reports occur and what's happened i think that's the real fascinating parts when we can get into something new and start looking at it i think that's really interesting 
the yeah. the Pledgeans and the Syrians, I, I'm I'm a bit more reserved on them. I'm not saying they don't exist. It's just I haven't looked into them. My main concern has been what's happening here in the now, you know, with the sightings and the uh, abductions, uh, the genuine uh, cases. Um, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking into more so to keep my head firmly on those rather than any external influences from interplanetary constellations. You know, what's interesting about these aliens is the fact that if you notice that they're not interested in the water or the food or don't seem to be interested, they're more interested in us. What, what are they taking from us? What are they doing with us? You know, you hear of all these abductions. It's as if they're looking for something or doing something, which is very worrying. You know, you have people claiming that they're teachers. I don't believe that. It's only my opinion. It's only a, my own opinion. I don't believe they're teaching us anything. Uh, if anything, uh, we're being um, apprehended by them against our will, as Philip Mantle stated in his book, uh, without consent. You know, that's a violation. If they're so intelligent, they would understand our own morals, our own principles. They don't care about them. And another thing about these is the cattle mutilation you hear of you know what on earth is doing that what where does how does that connect with these other things you know it's it's a mirage of horrifying uh things that are occurring and to me it doesn't look very positive you know it's not as positive as when i was younger used to think oh wow spacemen they've arrived you know to give incredible wisdom and you know advice to these people and then you begin to realize as you get older you think oh hang on a minute there's something not quite right with all this you see where this is going yeah, the cattle mutilations are really interesting because they always take DNA parts. They always take like the genitals and they core. It's I don't even want to get into how disgusting no, it is. No, like, why? Well, yeah, I think I it's very weird. They take the eyes and like the D, mm. like parts that are very connected to DNA, and that's weird. You know, like they they all and I don't know if that's a government thing, and but I don't I don't see how the government can do that. Are they? I don't think it is. It's not governmental. No. Well, well, with the UFO field of investigations, one of the you know there is one main element that's very interesting, is that uh, the appearance of a UFO or UAP, whatever you want to label it with, to me is the same thing. Uh, seems to alter time and space, our time and space that we are equipped with here. And then on the second part, it comes in even stronger on a more personal level of conscious connection. So we may be dealing with an entity or entities which are so far removed from our level or understanding of reality that we only have enough um, you know, understanding to translate what we're seeing. Um, in terms of our experience and what we bring back to the table. So, you know, I, I agree with you. This is not the time to talk about the cattle mutilations because it's horrific and the human mutilations. That's something that's been uh, kept very that close happens guarded. Too, you're right. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I think most researchers have spoken to and told not to go down that road. And just to keep to a certain narrative that's uh, tolerable in terms of the media circulation. I mean, you wouldn't find your programs like yours and many others on primetime TV now, would you? <laughs> no, 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 no. They wouldn't have no. us on there because of the content. <laughs> they don't like it. It's controversial. Yeah. yeah but this like has it. been amazing. Can, can you tell everybody where to find 